Congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, we began our scripture reading this morning by reading how the Lord Jesus restored sight to a blind man. And from the Gospel of Mark, we all know that this blind man's name was Bartimaeus. Now, after Jesus performed this miracle, we read in verse 43 of our scripture reading that all the people gave praise to God. That's great. All the people recognize that only the power of God can make a blind man see. And so the proper reaction was to praise God for the miracle they witnessed. But then again, did this then mean that the people had also picked up at that title, Son of David, by which Bartimaeus so loudly and repeatedly had called upon the Lord Jesus? Did this mean that they then finally began to believe that Jesus was truly the son of David and therefore the promised Messiah, the son of God? Well, some of them may have, but most of them did not. And they certainly did not clue in that Jesus was the son of God and therefore truly God. That's very evident in our passage of this morning in the verses 1 through 10 of the next chapter. When in our passage of this morning, the Lord Jesus showed his grace and his mercy to Zacchaeus with an even profounder way, in an even profounder way than to blind Bartimaeus, then instead of giving praise to God, we read in verse 7 that the crowd began to mutter, to grumble, all of them. And that, while with a miracle described in our passage, Jesus shows us his mighty power and willingness to save sinners. And that is also why I'd like this passage I'd like to preach to you under the theme, the Son of Man came to seek and to save Zacchaeus. And then we first see Zacchaeus lost, and then Zacchaeus saved. Well, first then, Zacchaeus lost. We don't know much about Zacchaeus. We find him only in the Gospel of Luke and only in those ten verses, which is our text of this morning. But what we read of him certainly indicates that it was not just curiosity that which motivated Zacchaeus to act the way he did. When he was born, his parents had great hope for their little baby boy, and so they called him Zacchaeus, righteous one, it means. These parents recognized that to be righteous is crucial in order to be pleasing to God. And, and that is what they were so much wished for their son. So Zacchaeus, righteous one. People without true righteousness cannot be part of God's kingdom. They cannot please God. It was true in the Old Testament times as well as in New Testament times in our times. The sad thing was that Zacchaeus did not live up to the hope of his parents. He was not that much concerned about being righteous. He was much more concerned about being rich. 
being rich was so important to Zacchaeus that he, of all things, had become a tax collector for the Romans, for the enemies of his own people. You see, the, the Roman occupiers imposed oppressively high taxes upon the Israelites, and the Israelites literally groaned under the tax burden of the Romans. And we can just imagine that people like Zacchaeus who collected those taxes for the Romans were hated by the fellow Israelites. Tax collectors were considered to be turncoats, traitors and crooks. Tax collectors like Zacchaeus are no longer regarded as part of the Lord's covenant people. They were excommunicated. And if the people of Israel were just there, they would certainly do away with him. But all that hatred of his own people towards him did not prevent Zacchaeus from being a tax collector for the Romans. It gave him the opportunity to make lots of money, to get rich. He could charge more than he had to, and so he would reach his goal. And that was most important to him. As a matter of fact, Zacchaeus did his tax collecting, collecting with such a zeal that he had become a chief tax collector. And so you can imagine, as far as his own countrymen were concerned, as far as the God's covenant people were concerned, Zacchaeus was written off, lost. The Lord's covenant people did not want to associate with him Whatsoever, for, him, for them, Zacchaeus was poison. But you know, Zacchaeus could not care less. As long as he was rich, Zacchaeus did not care. Until lately. Lately, Zacchaeus being very rich now, not so happy anymore. Something was nagging him. We read in verse 3 that he, not that he just wanted to see Jesus, but that he sought to see who Jesus was. Undoubtedly, he had heard about Jesus. For almost three years, Jesus had been teaching and preaching and performing most wonderful miracles all over the country. So it is just impossible that Zacchaeus had not heard of him. And it was just as impossible that Zacchaeus had not heard that Jesus' teaching was so very different from the teaching of the Pharisees and the scribes. Zacchaeus must have heard, as we can read in chapter 15 of Luke, that many tax collectors and sinners were drawing near to Jesus. And that when the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled about this, Jesus had made it very clear that he looked at tax collectors as people that were sinners, as lost sheep of the house of Israel. Lost sheep who must be sought and found and saved. He must have heard about that. And was it not just a few weeks ago that Jesus had sent 70 of his followers ahead of him to all the towns and the places where he would go on his way to Jerusalem to proclaim that the kingdom of God had come near? And those men, those heralds, must have certainly been in Jericho too. 
Zacchaeus must have at least heard about the proclamation of the kingdom of God being near. And then just today, Zacchaeus had heard about the blind man, Bartimaeus, who had called Jesus the son of David. And Jesus had not at all denied that he was the son of David. To the contrary, he had commanded and told Bartimaeus that his faith had made him well. And was the son of David not supposed to be the promised Messiah? So Zacchaeus, being a Jew himself and being raised in the Jewish religion, also knew that things were not right with him. He had denied his people. He had become rich by betraying and by defrauding and overcharging them. And now Jesus, the son of David, would travel right through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem to establish the kingdom of God. And the way Zacchaeus, it was with Zacchaeus, there was no way that he could be a part of that kingdom that Jesus was going to establish. He would most likely be cast out. And so Zacchaeus wanted to know for sure. And when then Jesus passes right through the city, he seeks to see who Jesus was. The problem was that Jesus was surrounded by a large crowd and that Zacchaeus was, as we read in verse 3, small in stature. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. He was too short. And the people would surely do him no favors. They would not let him pass through so that he could get closer to Jesus. They would rather shove him aside. But Zacchaeus really wanted to see, he sought to see, to know who Jesus was. And so he runs ahead of Jesus and of the crowds and he climbs into the sycamore tree that stood there along the road. And there is Zacchaeus in the tree, lost. He's rejected by his fellow countrymen, rejected by the church of that time and for good reasons. He had joined the enemy and so his people had written him off as a tax collector, as a sinner. He was a chief tax collector, so he was a chief sinner. And the sight of, his, of, of the people's Zacchaeus was lost. And they were not willing and able to do anything about it either. He, for them, he could disappear. But still, Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus is. And if Jesus is indeed the son of David, the promised Messiah, who is going to establish the kingdom of God in Jerusalem, then Zacchaeus is just in deep trouble. Things don't look good for him at all. And so he himself too cannot come to any other conclusion that he is lost indeed. And he is not able to do anything about it either. Zacchaeus was so very lost. Also the Lord Jesus knew that Zacchaeus was lost. But he is willing. He came to seek and to save the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He is willing and he is able to do what it takes to save Zacchaeus. 
Jesus had to go through Jericho. For there was Zacchaeus lost. Brothers and sisters, maybe some of you here this morning, like so many Sundays before here in church, but no one but you know how much you have messed up in the past. There are those things maybe in your life of which you do not want anyone else to know. You rather have those truths stay hidden. So much so that you never even mention them to the Lord in prayer. And so you, you feel you know that deep in your heart you, you're not right with God. But, but you wish you were. Maybe there's someone here this morning who considered him or herself lost. You know it, but you're afraid to admit it to anyone. You did, after all, grow up in the church, and you had believing parents, and everybody seemed to think that you're a believer. You're even active in, in, in the church community life, and even the elders on family visits seem to think that you're, good, that, that you're a good believer. But deep in your heart, there is a nagging feeling. You know, it's not true. You probably wished where, but you still love the world so much. You even have faithfully participated in the Lord's Supper because, well, that's expected from you, but you knew you probably shouldn't have. Because you're still lost, you think. You see, if any of this is something like this, it's true for anyone here, and it could be. It's time for you too to seek to see who Jesus is. It's time to join Zacchaeus there in that sycamore tree, so to speak. For in his word, in this sermon, the Lord Jesus is passing right through here, seeking those who are lost. And he is willing, and he is able to seek and to save. And we'll look at that in our second point. So, there is Zacchaeus, there in the sycamore tree. Now, sycamore trees begin their branches close to the ground, and those branches grow out quite horizontally. So it is quite easy to climb up, climb up into the tree. So Zacchaeus now can look over the crowd when Jesus passed by to see who Jesus is. And he will. As a matter of fact, he's going to see much more of who Jesus is than that he could ever have dreamed of. Because we read in verse 5, and when Jesus came to the place, to the tree with Zacchaeus in it, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay in your house today. Notice that although Zacchaeus is seeking to see who Jesus is, he doesn't know Jesus yet. But Jesus knows exactly who Zacchaeus is. He calls him by his name, and he also knows what Zacchaeus needs. Zacchaeus needs him. Zacchaeus is lost. Zacchaeus needs to be saved. 
En Jezus nodigde dus urgent. Zacchaeus zou feest en cannot wait een minuut langer. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. Jezus dus een preach een lang sermon to Zacchaeus en hij dus het niet toe. Jezus went through Jericho to seek and to save Zacchaeus and when he finds him, he just orders Zacchaeus out of the tree to himself. To Bartimaeus in verse 42 of the previous chapter, Jesus ordered, commanded, recover your sight. And to lost Zacchaeus, he reaches out with a command, hurry and come down. I must stay in your house today, Zacchaeus. That's all it takes for Jesus to save a sinner as As, as great as Zacchaeus was a sinner. A man who had betrayed and dismissed the way he was raised. He had considered as nothing that he was a member of God's chosen covenant people. He had joined his enemies in oppressing them. He had done it all because he wanted to be rich. And all it takes for Jesus is, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay in your house today. It was only a very short time ago that Jesus had said to his hearers, how difficult is it for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And when then the disciples in great astonishment asked the Lord the question, who then can be saved? He answered them what is impossible with man is possible with God. And here, brothers and sisters, Jesus does what's impossible with man. He does what is only possible with God. And so Zacchaeus and everyone else who seek to see who Jesus is, here is your answer. Jesus is the one who does that which is only possible with God. Here Jesus performs a greater miracle than pulling a camel through the eye of a needle. He shows himself to be God, the God of mercy and salvation. That's what he is. That's why he is making his way to Jerusalem, to the cross. He saves Zacchaeus, chief among sinners, one who is very rich, and he does so with only a command. What a divine, what a saving power does Jesus have. What an awesome power to save. And so there is really no one who he is not able to save. There is so much hope for all those who seek to see who Jesus is. His saving power is infinite. And he has received that power because he is on his way to do the will of his father. He is on his way to Jerusalem, not only to suffer the scourging with cruel whips, the shame and the terrible agony on the cross, the hell of God forsakenness, the dead and the grave, but also to rise from the dead and from the grave and to proclaim to all the people and to all the lost people in this world, all authority and all power in heaven and earth has been given to me, turn to me and be saved, all, those, all you ends of the earth. Zacchaeus, 
He sought to see who Jesus was. And therefore, brothers and sisters, was it therefore, brothers and sisters, that Jesus saved him? Because Zacchaeus sought him? Was it because Zacchaeus was seeking? Not at all. It was because Jesus had come to seek and to save the lost. Jesus had come to seek and to save Zacchaeus, chief of sinners. Is it Zacchaeus the same as it always was and it still is? With all people that are saved by the Lord, Zacchaeus seeking was working by the Spirit of Christ. Lost people seeking is the result of Jesus seeking. There is that little but beautiful hymn that goes like this. I saw the Lord and afterward I knew he moved my soul to seek him, seeking me. It was not I that found, O Savior, true. No, I was found of thee. I find, I walk, I love, but oh, the whole of love is but my answer, Lord, to thee. For thou wert long beforehand with my soul, and always, always thou lovest me. Is that not beautiful? And it is so true. Are you seeking to see who Jesus is? Yes, long beforehand. He was with your soul. And always, always he loved you. Always Jesus is seeking and saving those who are lost. And he changes them. And he changes their lives. Zacchaeus turns from a man greedy for money into a generous giver. In verse 8 we read that he promised to give half of what he had to the poor. And to restore fourfold what he had overcharged people. What a joy for Zacchaeus and for the angels in heaven too. The sad thing in this event is that the crowds surrounding Jesus, all of them, did not give praise to God for this awesome miracle of grace. But they grumbled. He has gone to be with the guest of a man who is a sinner. And that, brothers and sisters, is so profoundly sad. Why? Because those who grumbled did not know grace. And those who do not know grace, they cannot see who Jesus is. They are blinded than Bartimaeus was. They are as lost as Zacchaeus ever was. Yes, those people may walk with him all the way to Jerusalem. But unless they along that way learn to know grace and come to see who Jesus is, they will join a crowd that soon will shout, away with him, crucify him, we have no king but Caesar. People who do not know grace will have no use for a Jesus who saves sinners. And is that not awful? To have walked with Jesus, to have seen his power to heal, to have seen his power to save, but in the end to reject him because he seeks and he saves sinners. That particular day in our text, salvation had come to Zacchaeus' house. He had become a true son of Abraham because he now shared with Abraham in the same faith and God counted that faith also to him for righteousness. Zacchaeus had learned to see who Jesus is. 
And he had also learned what grace is. His parents' wish had become true. Zacchaeus, righteous one. And now, brothers and sisters, what must we do? Well, we must examine ourselves, remind ourselves, and check. Do we live by grace only? That means that we continue to take an honest look at our life. How do we succeed in our life of true thankfulness to the Lord? We will just not progress in such life at all if we do not know grace and if we do not know how to live from grace only. You see, if we forgive, forget even a little that we too live by grace only, then we become entitled to the Lord's blessings. And then at the same time, we will get irritated when the Lord shows grace to those we consider sinners. And we have those. We all agree that we are sinners, but we have those people that we consider sinners, meaning greater sinners than we are. Examining our lives is, is a scary exercise. Why? Because if we do it honestly, then we often have to come to the conclusion that we are not doing as well as we should. And this, in turn then, may well lead us to seriously doubt if we are a true believer. We truly belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, if you look at how sinful we still are, how you still desire so much and so often to enjoy the sinful pleasures of this world, be honest. If you bring to mind how you too often are much busier by becoming prosperous than with following Jesus. Or how you can live sometimes for days without a real prayer. Or give the Lord and his kingdom not even one serious thought all day long. And when you think about the many times that you decided to be better from now on but that nothing came from it. Then maybe you have that too. That doubt creeps into your hearts and that there is a little voice asking you, asking you, do you really love the Lord? Are you really saved at all? You see, if that happens, brothers and sisters, don't climb up, so to speak, in that sycamore tree with Zacchaeus, so that you can clearly see who Jesus is, so that you can clearly see again that he is the Savior who is always seeking and finding and saving those who are lost. So that you can clearly see that he is the almighty Savior and no one can fall out of his hand. Brothers and sisters, young people often join Zacchaeus in the street to see who Jesus is. Then Jesus will also stay in your house. And you'll be reassured again that he came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And that he will be their righteousness that's what you need to believe. And that is living from grace. And then, it's, and then you know it again. That there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No matter their sins and their shortcomings. Then you will have again that joy and that peace in your heart. That no, you have no righteousness of your own. But that believing in him you have been given his righteousness. 
and that you're one of it with him now and that there is nothing left but to thank him and to pray that he will teach you more and more to live from grace only and to love him for who he is and savior of sinners to live always at the foot of the cross. Amen.